Hey, Pearlside Small Group Leaders, welcome to our weekly Small Group Leaders podcast, where we help you as you prepare to lead for your small groups. We got Pastor Billy today taking us through our guide, and and I love this one. I feel like it's something that's uh, impacted my life, and so I, I'm just all about this generational transfer, Pastor Billy. Let's get into it. So you love this one and not the other ones? No, this is my favorite one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right, that's okay. Um, you know, this past weekend, we did the um, really momentous uh transfer of uh, leadership from Pastor Norman to Pastor Paris and myself here at the main campus and and um, Pastor Paris over our sites and congregations. And it's really an exciting um, uh, season for us. And I think it's important that we talk about not just uh, the transfer uh, generationally of our church, but also just of the faith in general. And as Pastor Norman uh, taught this past weekend on that out of Psalm 78. And so, you know, the main thought here is that we all need to be faithful to the Lord in our generation. But simultaneously, we must prepare the next generation right. so that they can be faithful to Him as well, uh, fulfilling His purpose for their lives. God was always concerned with the, with the continual transfer of the faith from one generation right. to the next. And, you know, because Pastor Norman and Pearlside was so intentional, it's why we have the site pastors and site leaders and, mm-hmm. the, um, and the, the ability to expand the reach of the gospel the way that we do. And so, um, but it's not just for uh, those at the top to do that. We all need to be passing the faith on from generation right. to generation so that there's a continual transfer of the faith uh, in per- perpetuity. And so that's really the thought here. And so, you know, as you reflect on the main thought and passages above the weekend sermon, um, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? And, you know, for me, as I as I think about this, I realize I wouldn't be where I am if mm-hmm. it weren't for the investment of not just Pastor Norman, but there were other aunties and uncles right. in the church. When I was a, a high school, college student, uh, one, one, one of the leaders in the church would have me over at his house at 5.30 a.m., uh, right before, as I was heading to college, you know, wow. heading to University of Hawaii, I'd stop at his house and 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 and, and we'd have breakfast. But he'd teach me the Bible and Come just on. talk about life yes. and, and and disciple me. I remember his kids would wake up; they'd be getting ready for school, and I'm already there. I'm like, "Hey, guys," <laughs> you know. And um, but there was there was investment. There were other aunties and uncles like Pastor Camille and and so many others in the right. church that invested in our generation, mm-hmm. and that's why we have you know um, the leaders that we have today. And uh, that has to continue. It does. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, we have to reflect on uh, our walks of faith and and ask God to remind us, remind us of all these little investments, all the people that came along and watered um, our faith and and why we're here now. I remember that's why I'm here. I remember as Pastor Brett had come and preached a message about what are you doing with what's been given to you? And I got this conviction in my heart, like, wow, so many people have sown into my life. So many people have had me at their dinner table, have opened up the word, were with me when my parents were um, going through their possible separation, mm-hmm. were, were walked me through the hard things of life. So many people in the church rallied around my life. Yeah. So what am I doing with that? Mm-hmm. I, what we're supposed to do is take that and then give it to the next generation. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I just look at that. And I think sometimes we think or can get caught up. I know I've talked to some people in the church and they get a little bit hesitant, like, what do I have to give? You have your life to give. Yeah. You have your wisdom to give. You have what God's done in your life. You have your your maturity. You've lived more days than them. You know, I know you might think young people know it all, but they don't. And they're yeah. actually 
really hungry yep. for wisdom and guidance, for love, for care, yep. and um, and for mentorship. And so I, I want to encourage you, church, if you're not involved uh, in a young person's life, don't have uh, someone right now that you're pouring into, there is one. So lift your eyes up and look because we, right. we have a responsibility to the next generation. Absolutely. And, you know, you know, back to your point about what do I have to give, you know, some of the most important stuff that I took from the older generation was wasn't so much what they taught. It was just their presence. Uh, their availabi- mm-hmm. availability, the love, the care and concern. Like that was the most important stuff. Like yeah. seriously, being just being around um, nuclear families, you know, mm-hmm. right. healthy adults that cared about me. Like yes. I didn't have that. Right. And I needed that. Absolutely. And I wouldn't be here without that. Absolutely. I, I remember, I tell people all the time, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the best household. My parents did their best, but it, it was broken. It, it was dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And so when I became a college student, I didn't ever want to get married. Mm-hmm. But then I got saved and God restored this. And I saw these families in the church church, not just from a distance, but they brought me into their homes. I watched them communicate as husband and wife. I watched them raise their children. They let me babysit their children. I was so Mm -hmm. involved in their lives, but it taught me what a family is supposed to look like. And and we know so many people don't have that. And we have this opportunity to open our lives so that they can see um, the flourishing of, of faith in the household. You know, so leaders, as we're leading through this conversation, you know, one of the great outcomes would be that the, the people in our church get a vision for the next generation, yes. you know, and how can we be a part? And, you know, is there kids that I can mentor or whatever? Mm-hmm. Open up my home, you know, mm-hmm. and then, you know, we can talk later and, and figure out how to strategize right. and, and facilitate all that. But but just first of all, a heart for the next yeah. generation and realizing that we do have a lot to give. And if nothing else, if there's no teaching that we give, it's just your presence, your yes. love, your, your, your concern. Because a lot of these kids, as you all know, don't have... Uh, healthy families. They don't have moms mm-hmm. and dads. I mean, that's the biggest challenge in society right now is the breakdown of the family. And so, you know, we can be surrogates in yes. a lot of ways for a lot of young people. And by doing that, they can become, they'll become the leaders that lead yes. us when we're old. Yes. So we better do this. <laughs> and you know, so. that's why I think our serve teams are a great place um, for us to really see that impact because our serve teams are multi-generational. Yes. And I tell my dad all the time, who's now involved in our serve teams and leads on Saturday nights. I, and I say, Every young person that's there, you spend time. You ask mm-hmm. them how they're doing. You know, Great. spend that time and mentor them in that moment. So maybe having someone over your house is a bit too daunting. Or mm-hmm. for their group members, they might have that deer in the headlights look like, what? I don't clean my house. Don't come over. But just think about, um, have them think about all the different settings they're in. Yes. You know, first in the church, in their home, in their communities, what they're involved in. Then even in their workplace. Where is mm-hmm. there a young person that maybe God's saying, hey, extend a friendship? right? Extend some care, um, extend a conversation, and then trust God with the result. If that young person wants to reciprocate that, you'll know. If they're not, if they're turned off to it, you'll know that too. But we don't stop because one says no. We just keep going, just like we share the gospel, just like we share faith. Um, And let's believe that we're going to have that that blending of generations that would really speak to the world Mm -hmm. on what God's true plan is. And this was that was Pastor Norman's heart, and that's why we have the church that we have today, Absolutely. right? It was always a heart for the next generation. Uh, the second question there: How is God calling you? So now it gets you know personal and practical to transfer faith to the next generation. 
Who has God placed in your life and what practical steps can you take to teach God's truth to them? What challenges do you face in doing so? I think a great starting pl- place is, of course, in your own family. Yep. If you're a young parent and you have young kids, we got to make sure we're passing the faith on to them. Yes. Because if we fail there, um, nothing else we do is really going to matter as, right. it, as it pertains to raising up the next generation. Right. We have to succeed in our families. And so, you know, one of the most important things that, 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 that Nomi and I try to do is make sure our kids are always in church, first of all. doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you have sports. doesn't matter what's going on. You're going to be in church mm-hmm. um, as a value. We don't force, well, we do force them, but we, <laughs> but we don't like twist their arm. Like it's, right. we teach it as a value. Like yeah. this is important. We yeah. value this. And, and uh, so they're, they're there. Uh, but, but the other most important thing I do is um, every night before they go to bed, I make sure that if I'm home, I'm putting them to bed, praying with mm-hmm. them, you know, talking to them a little bit about their day, praying about that. So right. it's not just a get to bed kids, you know, but no, like yeah. this is a spiritual mm-hmm. moment. And even to this day, my 13 year old still wants us to put him to bed and pray for him. We're like, really? You still need us to put you to bed? <laughs> you know, like, but it's been a ritual his whole life. He's yeah. like, it'll be weird yeah. if we don't. And, yeah. and, uh, and so he was recently on a trip, you know, going at this basketball camp and, and he, he said he prayed every night wow. before he went to Come sleep. On. I'm like, okay, that's I good. So you're doing it before, you know, yeah. when we're not around. And, and mm-hmm. that's key, but it's, it's just being intentional. Little, little moments like that moments, matter. There right. are many other things that we can do, but, mm-hmm. but being intentional with our kids is so huge. And then, and then the second thing for me is, as Michelle was sharing, is who are the young people in around and around your, yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. And, and I think about some of the young people on our staff and mm-hmm. just some of the young leaders I see around and, and uh, needing to be more intentional there. Yeah. And I, I want to encourage you guys, you know, you might think you're busy, but um, a little goes a long way with the next generation. I, I literally go every other week. I have about an hour, an hour and a half with these high school girls from Roosevelt, just um, taking them through the one-to-one, answering their questions, asking them what's hard for them to believe. Um, and I don't have all the answers all the time, but I'm just there with them, hearing them wrestle with faith, but being there and telling them, hey, it's okay, you're wrestling mm-hmm. with it, but that's why we're here, to help you with yeah. it. And so you don't have to um, give away every hour of your day but there is some time that maybe you could spend um, investing in the next generation. So I, I, I um, just encourage you, seek God for yourself before you go to small group to have that conviction of where God wants you to be. I believe he's speaking to all of us right now, especially with Pastor Norman really um, heading the charge for us on this into this next season for the church. And I know that God's going to um, place something on your heart mm-hmm. and share that with your group. Just have them pray over it and then hold you accountable for it. Yeah. And you know, what's really exciting is you look at all of our site pastors, you know, including Tarn, who's in, in Thailand and Mark, who's heading to Tacoma. Mm-hmm. All of us got saved and reached when we were teenagers, you know, high school, college. And as young adults, we were poured into. And now, 20 some years later, we're the ones that are yeah. planting the, the sites and That's the churches right. and all these things. Who and so, thought? <laughs> well, imagine 20 years from now, if we start yeah. investing in Come these on. young people, they're going to be the ones that are yes. going to the nations of the world, so even exciting. beyond, right? And so yeah. now there's more of us to do it. Before the church was really small, but now there's, there's thousands of us that can do this. Right. And now we can raise up tens of thousands Come of on. young people. And that's really the heart and the vision. And, uh, and, and so we, we want to get everyone excited about that, reaching yes. the next generation together. Yep. So let's go do it, church. Let's be the church to all generations. So excited. Be in services. Um, be in small group. Invite people. Stay sticky with those around you, and especially the next generation. We'll see you next time. Amen. Thank you.